this is trying to make a human connection with a human being. So having so much choice makes us too easily selective. Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloom in Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about blooming time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on this podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking love just like you may be. And frankly, I need advice and inspiration. That voice you heard off the top was a guest who came on the podcast a few months ago and I'm bringing back today as a replay. Roberto and I met in Montreal on a dating app in the summer. And after we became friends, he joined me here to talk about online dating from a male perspective and to share his take on dating in both English and French Canada from his experience and outlook as a European. And he has some feelings about it, especially the challenges of dating in my hometown of Vancouver. Believe me, it's not easy. On the topic of dating challenges, I'll report here that my very recent speed dating experience was kind of underwhelming. Possibly Roberto's comment explains it. Too much choice makes us too selective. But it's also possible that a series of five-minute chats with a dozen random strangers in a big noisy space is not the best recipe for finding or creating a new connection. Anyhow, though it was a bit of a bust, it was worth trying, especially in view of Roberto's advice to try and meet people offline as well as on. You'll hear about that and more in this conversation coming up next with Montreal-based photographer and mi amico Roberto. Roberto, welcome to Late Bloom and Love. Thank you so much. You and I met through Bumble, yay Bumble, and you were very kindly agreeing to do this podcast as my friend and as a guy, because I've talked to a lot of women on my podcast all about dating and the search for love, but a guy's perspective is pretty different. I think. So you're uh, you're going to offer that up, which is awesome. Tell me some of your basics, like how old are you? Where are you from? And how long have you been in Canada? So, yeah, um, I'm 43 years old, turned pretty recently. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. Then I moved to Canada eight years ago. From where? We can guess, but from where? From the Northern Alps, from a small town in the Northern Alps in Italy. In Italy. So, yes. And uh, my first experience was two years in British Columbia, so in the Western Canada. And then I moved from uh, late 2016 to Montreal. That's right. So you've been in Montreal for six years? Yes. And you were in Vancouver for two years, right? Yeah. And before that, you were... You were mostly in Italy, um, but in other parts of, it, of Europe too, right? Other parts in Europe, yes. I was a kind of nomad, <laughs> but still based all the time in the Alps. Okay. And over those years, 
it seems to me you did lots of dating. You met lots of different ladies, and you're going to talk so, not so much about your uh, European <laughs> adventures, but we're going to talk a little bit about your Canadian. Of Canadian course, adventures it would and... be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a long podcast oh, if we yes. talked about yeah, European could... adventures too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk a little bit about online dating because that's really what what people do here. I know I'll just say briefly. You were in a in a long relationship here, um, and then you're you've recently been single. So you've been this summer has been a summer of online dating for you. I know mm-hmm. you told me some stories. Mm-hmm. So tell me. I'm gonna. I'm really curious to hear about some of your perspectives on how it's different here and different on in in Quebec versus BC, and then a little bit more generally how North Americans seem to approach it differently. But just tell me first, what do you like about online dating? What are the good good points of it for you? Uh, the good points of from a man perspective is that you have a big pool of people. Mm-hmm. So you have the power, let's say, to choose, to pick up, to select, but also to view and to analyze sometimes, depends on how the person, how deep is the person. Me, I'm a deep person, so I always stay a little bit on the profile. Of course, coming from a a previous generation in my 30s where Tinder, Bumble, whatever was something that we didn't even know oh is that right so in your 30s you never used online dating it wasn't popular no and it's still it's still not that much popular in in italy no uh so then clearly like everything else has pros and cons so me most likely i see more cons because i come from a culture where you you touch base with the other person in a sense that if you're in a cafe, if you're around, you can directly talk to a person and then sync and connect and see how the things start from there. Yeah. So we're all we're all kind of stuck with them now. It sort of feels like how much time you I know you've been having a very busy dating summer. How much time do you spend a week, would you say? Or I don't know, is, is it easier to calculate a day? Like how much time are you spending on on uh, say Bumble, I'm just curious this summer. And and I'll say that you have a job. You're working on a graduate degree. You're a busy guy. It's not like you have endless time, but but you seem to meet a lot of people. So how much time are you spending? I only go when I receive the message or I receive a notification. I don't really open that much to see because this city is very is full of a lot of people. Montreal, like Montreal. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of people in Montreal. But also at the same time, sometimes it looks so small that it is. somehow, yeah, you know, it you you go for a date and then oh, but it turns out that you know that person, and it happened to me clearly that I dated yeah. before the friend of a friend, and then so yes, like it's funny, and so on. But yeah. I I cannot honestly quantify the oh. time that I'm there. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah I can be like a full couple of days then I don't open the app and I don't uh, but I think that one of the reasons is that it's not so difficult for me and I quote that for our audience that I'm not the Brad Pitt of the situation <laughs> but I I find dating not that much difficult for me 
Right. You get a lot of a lot of ladies interested. So I have always pretty much people that I'm interested in. That doesn't mean that we go to end it up somewhere under the uh -huh. sheets to uh -huh. call it gently or to to do something else. So I, I just it's it's the way of getting to know some people. And right. since I always have the chance to show up for a coffee with somebody. Uh, girls, because I'm, I'm interested clearly in women, I'm not mm -hmm. into men or other. Um, I don't need the daily uh, mm. approach, open uh -huh. You're not application checking and checking every yeah. single day. No, I don't yeah. need that. And I think it's also healthier this way that you yeah. don't get stuck yeah. Yeah. or enslaved by the social, yeah, the social, uh, but it, it sounds like basically online dating is more fun than not fun for you. Like it's more absolutely, than not it's, yeah. And I think that on the basis, and this could be it's my personal opinion, but it could be a suggestion for everybody. You have you have to take it non seriously, you have to take it mm. as, a, as, a, as a game. But mm. despite the fact that what happened to me recently, I mean, I met. Uh, a person that I stayed for five years with that mm -hmm. she was she is a lovely person and we're we're amazing friends right now she's a mm -hmm. person that I'm there for her mm -hmm. and we met on an application uh-huh so it was it was how you met your girlfriend of a long time but I'm still thinking strongly that the woman of your life or the man of your life or whatever is now on that application. Like oh, I, you think really, you think people have to meet some other way in some sort of authentic circumstance? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just acting myself a little bit provocative here just mm. because maybe okay. I don't trust that much yeah. those application because I'm using them because apparently it's, it's the way how it works in North America. Okay, let's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want but, to hear a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, but cause... that doesn't mean necessarily that it's like that because in my case, I've been approached by women when I was physically alone drinking a beer in a bar. So in, Here in Montreal? In Montreal, yeah, exactly. Okay. Never in the West. No. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, okay, let's talk about that a little bit because you lived two years in Vancouver, which yeah. is my hometown. Yeah. And now you've lived twice, more than, no, three times that time, that amount of time here. Okay, so compare a little bit. Tell mm. me uh, uh, what dating was like online dating in vancouver like just dating versus what it's been like in general here in Montreal. how is it different well awful there it right was, <laughs> it was terrible it was well first of all let's say that i'm trying to assume here be the devil's advocate and then trying to assume a 50 50 me versus vancouver situation right part is partly you partly vancouver okay yeah. so um <laughs> First of all, I, I showed up in Vancouver and it was new world to me. It was pretty far from where I came from. And I didn't actually know what dating or online dating was, like this uh, website to meet girls uh, or people in general. I mean, and uh, so I set up my profile and probably I was not a pro mm, <laughs> on setting right, up my here. profile. So I didn't really have maybe cool pictures so I'm trying to be more objective on my own so maybe it didn't work for that because I don't think that when I came to the east I mean it's still the same person that was in the west because you've had more success here right you, you've enjoyed it more here oh, yeah. but maybe, maybe there's a cultural difference okay you told me a story about 
Vancouver first? Yeah, well, just maybe comparing the, the response you got there and here. Okay, so first 48 hours in Vancouver, I'm walking in Granville Street, that you pretty know. Uh, mm-hmm. Downtown, yeah. Downtown, yeah. So um, there is this girl smiling at me, but the, the sidewalk was pretty wide. So there were people in between. And I smile back and I'm trying to go towards her. And then she say, whoa, 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 dude, like, what are you doing? Like, you, you get closer. And I say, well, because if we want to talk, I need to get closer. Otherwise, there's people passing in between. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, but if you get too closer, you know that I might call 911. And I say, what? I don't want to use a bad word in the slang. So, I'm trying to be gentle. And I say, what? Seriously? So, <laughs> um, I was not expecting at all. This situation never happened in my life. So, so normally in Italy, if a woman smiled at you on the street and you went to go talk to her. Yes. Talking, it's an, it's an approach. Yeah. Because basically it's communication. It doesn't mean that I want to F, blah, right. her yeah. or doing other stuff. Like clearly maybe she's cute or she's attractive. And then you, you think in a certain way, but you gently want to communicate and mm-hmm. Communication was a great barrier in the Western Canada, especially in Vancouver. Because I think that, first of all, Vancouver, I think it's a new, it's one of the most yeah. recent cities, like she's still developing, city. yeah, in the young city, compared to the East, where a lot of Europeans came uh, back in the days. And I think that... Uh, the great outdoors, the great nature, which I love, which I feel part of because I love to spend time in the outdoors and doing activities and whatever they are. So uh, it drives people more to a dimension when they realize that they don't really need so much human contact Mm. outside of the friends, the people that they grow up with, because a lot of time I was talking to, to girls there, like from the college where I was, or maybe I was at a friend's barbecue with other people and we're talking and everybody is like, okay, I'm going for a hike. I have my dog. I have my friends. I'm going to ski. I'm going to cycling. So yes, it's a lot of cool things that they do, but I never heard like, oh, I would like to meet somebody and share a moment and going to the island together going to an exhibition together. So the need of human connection was mm. absent, or at least was barely, barely present in the conversation that I had. And just giving you a funny anecdote that I had, I had to meet this girl that was on Tinder, and we had a kiss after six dates. And a friend of mine back home, and I say, and he told me, hey, bro, like, did, did you turn gay? Like, you're not interested in women anymore? I say, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it was funny because I never actually recognized myself, not because you are supposed to kiss mm-hmm. on the first time, but because the mood that I had with this woman mm-hmm. that was also my age back in the days, so like 34, and it was like dating a person as when we were kids. Like uh, even not even teenagers, like 12 children. years old. And I say, <laughs> wow, like, I don't know, like I'm back to the, to the Jurassic era of dating life. 
So it was not for me. And when you came here, it was a very different? Well, I wanted to experience the West and the East, both sides of Canada, let's say. Um, and here, the things, they were pretty different. Okay, give us an example. So, because I had to confront myself with the feminism. In, in Quebec. In Quebec, which I respect. Of course, I define myself as feminist in a, in a certain way. And 48 hours after I, I, I arrived in the city, I didn't know anybody. But since I was a photographer, I decided to take my camera and wanted to explore like the, the real Montreal. And I used Tinder also because I didn't know anybody. But in the first, it was a little bit like Vancouver. Like it didn't work. So I had to work on my profile, but on my pictures and stuff like okay, that. Okay, your dating profile. So I went out on my own. And the first night I see this, this woman, very pretty and interesting. And like she, she had a motorcycle, like an old uh, Triumph Bonville, which is a bike that I love outside of the place. And she was like kind of shaved on one side and longer until the neck, like blonde. So she was kind of a badass? Sort of like badass uh, looking kind of lesbian typo, but just okay. not to identify the, the gender, just visually, aesthetically. Mm -hmm. She was interesting. She was not the typical uh, normal woman that I used to be interested in. Uh, sorry. Mm -hmm. And she smiles at me and she walks towards me and she takes a seat. She doesn't even ask. Mm -hmm. So we start chatting a little bit. Oh, it's fake voila. Like in French, you say, oh, what are you, what are you up to here? And you say, oh, I just moved and blah, blah. So we talk. And at some point, it was not really my intention to be a match or something. Like I just called the server and, say, and I say, what can I get you? And she replied, oh, so you're a real macho man here. I say, sorry. Uh, and then she oh, don't you think that I have the money to offer you a drink? Mm. Then she told me, all right, fuck boy. And then she bumped on my shoulder twice. And then she stands up and she leaves and she goes back to the bar. And I had, yeah, I don't know still today if she was in a bad mood, but she dropped me. But you basically, you, you started the gesture to, to offer her a drink and yes. she got really offended. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that was the first time that you experienced that. The first time in my life. In Italy, what would happen if you if you did that? If you, uh, usually you offer, you're welcome. But it's automatically indeed most of the time, especially, I mean, I come from the north. So the north is, especially when you live in Milan, there's a certain vibe, there's a certain attitude. And the people, even before you talk to a person, like she knows exactly who you are what kind of car you drive, what's your job, where do you live, and who's your circle of friends. So they scan you already before you go and talk to them. So it's, it's quite an interesting situation. Completely different from here. But if you offer a woman a drink there, she would consider that a, a gracious gesture, right? Like that would be a welcome gesture? Yeah, if you, even if you go for the first date, it's indeed that you pay for everything. Right, that's expected. Right, right. Maybe now... The things are a bit changing. I don't know because I don't live there anymore for quite a few years now. But still, mm -hmm. I've been always been like that. Mm -hmm. Certainly not to act as the macho of the situation, just to be 
gentle, mm-hmm. not because I was thinking to be in power or because the other person doesn't have money. I mean, I have dated lawyers, doctors, so they're, they're kind of profession that certainly they're not poor. Uh, no judgment to the category, but certainly they, are, they, they were an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. But here, it was the first time to me. Mm-hmm. And being the first time, I had the face of uh, like uh, the loser face. I didn't know what to do. And the barman came and I say, you good, buddy? And I say, yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I tried to offer a drink and this was their reaction. And then he told me, you don't know what feminism here is in Quebec. And I say, no, I moved clearly two days ago. And he told me, well, you got about to see how, what it is. And, and now certainly I understand better. I was talking before to earlier today with a friend of mine who wanted to get some guy the guy's perspective on various things. So I'm going to ask you some of the questions she asked she she wanted me to ask you. So when you're looking as a as a dude as a man who likes women, when you're looking at these profiles, these online profiles, what uh what is attract like what is it that draws you in to to be curious to look to look further? Is it just is it some something sexy or what what is it? First of all, like I, I, I read profiles and I think that there's a lot of lack uh-huh. of reading. People actually just go visually and swiping and it's obvious that we swipe when we are aesthetically attracted because the world is based on a lot of aesthetics, of beauty. We want to see a beautiful woman and therefore nobody is interested if you are intelligent, smart, a culture at first sight. If it comes later, this is the thing that thrives me to stay and to stick to the person because I know that I can share, I can grow, I can build something with a person like that. But at first sight, it's obviously, as an Italian, we say, io sono innamorato delle gambe. Yeah, I love women legs. And this is something that I always mm-hmm. look, but I mean, it's, uh, this is my personal state, obviously, but the smile, but I'm actually reading. And sometimes it happened, uh, not that much often, clearly, that I read. And even if she's beautiful, I'm going to swipe left because I'm not interested or I have really nothing to share with this person. So you've, you've met somebody online, you've decided you're interested. And then when you meet up for real in, in, in person, what are the what are the things that would make you more interested or less interested? Like you you've got the idea of what they of who they are and then you meet them. Yeah. So well, it happened twice that in the both situations. One was a turn on point. Mm-hmm. I we had an amazing conversation, an amazing walk, a drink, a night out of the stars, and then yeah, sometimes it happened that that we sleep together. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other time instead uh, it happened that the person is actually you built so I built myself mm-hmm. an idea mm-hmm. of this person that was not absolutely the reality mm-hmm. uh, but since I believe that it's also a moment to get to know somebody uh, it's important to to at least maintain uh, a, a, an interest of a conversation that doesn't need to go to to a sexual or something different. It's just a pleasure 
to talk to somebody that even if you don't like this person, you don't feel anything, mm-hmm. it's also worth sometimes to share, to spend an hour, an hour and a half together for a nice mm-hmm. conversation and then just let it go. That's mm-hmm. the, it's At least this is my perspective because I like to meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got another question from a friend of mine. My sure. friend shall remain nameless, but she wanted to know. So, if you meet somebody, uh, somebody new you don't know, a woman, and you do sleep together, do but but maybe you don't feel a compatibility that's that's that deep, but but you you did sleep together. Well, she wanted to know. I think she's she's thinking about her own experiences. Like, do you? communicate with the person after do you like what determines for you if you continue some sort of relationship whether it's just communication or not so i don't think that okay it's an interesting question it's an interesting one so whether i sleep or not with a woman in the morning we have a small coffee or something like that and we talk but me in general i need to be driven by intellectual or art or something that turns me on it's not because physical because then the act is physical Mm -hmm. but it's also it can be also emotional even if you see this person from a couple of hours Mm -hmm. so i need i need absolutely to have a conversation to have a moment of connection before going there if she's just Mm -hmm. pretty and I don't have it, I don't go for it. I thank for the, the interesting night, and I'm pretty sure that happened also on the other side where I was the victim, let's say, <laughs> and not the murderer, like in this case. <laughs> I love how open you are, and, and you are you clearly are just a really grounded person. You don't You don't need the affirmation. You don't need a woman's attention to feel good. You don't need to have slept with somebody to feel good. No worthy so so yeah yeah you 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 enter into connection really open-hearted and and open-minded which which is really really nice which is why which is why we're friends which is the basis i mean i think that everybody should start from a genuine spontaneous connection i mean what if what if really what is worth to do would be a dating based on friendship at first that would be nice eventually something something more later that's my that's my ideal but that's see that's what i find so difficult about the online dating is you can't really take that much time i feel like everybody's in a bit of a hurry and even me as well i'm in a hurry to kind of decide is there <laughs> is there any kind of potential but actually for me it takes such a long time to feel open and connection and that's the only way i feel any attraction yeah and another problem that i didn't mention but i i just it just came out to my mind when you have a pool let's say of choices mm-hmm. it's too it becomes superficial it's too easy to have the alternative and to give up on somebody myself also like can mm-hmm. get into this situation i can get also on the side of a girl doesn't respond i, I don't say immediately because we all have a life we're busy but 
two or three days, maybe it's not going to have a reply. And then it's too, it's too easy to give up and say, okay, next. Yeah. But this is not like going to enter in a swimming pool just to have the idea of paying a ticket and going in. Mm. This is trying to make a human connection with a human being. Mm-hmm. So having so much choice uh, makes us too easily selective. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't work. Okay, next. And it's mm-hmm. very superficial because maybe that person was really an interesting one. And uh, old school way, where you actually meet somebody, maybe at a friend's party, mm-hmm. and you have the chance to connect with this person, maybe you're going to spend more time thinking that you want to get to know the person. Mm-hmm. That is what, I, what it's sad today we've lost that that yeah we lost that people don't have time or don't want to gain some of their own time to get to know the other and to me this is very important and this is one of the bad aspects of dating yeah that makes us too too much superficial sometimes. Online dating. Online yeah. dating, actually, yeah. yeah. Just to specify. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a, the same friend who was feeding me questions. You know who you are. Uh, she mentioned a, a recent, I think, New York Times article that said Tinder has ruined dating, which is, I think, pointing to the same phenomenon of the the paralysis of choice, and then people people just yeah, not not investing. Yeah. I, before I let you go, I want to ask you to repeat a little bit of advice you gave me. I think I asked you. Anyways, I was very happy to to, to receive it. <laughs> it a bit, so before we started recording, I was complaining to you and you listened very kindly. I was complaining about my, my dating woes and just I find it all. Oh, dear, dear, dear. It's just I find it hard. I find it hard. I'd rather not do it. This is the Vancouver mood. Yeah, maybe it's the Vancouver in me. But you you had a little bit of advice, which I thought was good. Can you remember? Can you repeat it? Yes, absolutely. And this is clearly directed to you, but Mm -hmm. also maybe to the listeners, Mm -hmm. some of them, because I'm pretty sure that some others, they are like me. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, before before you get I want to hear the advice, but but just in case people aren't understanding, like basically you're you have as much attention from women as you like, basically, right? Is that what you mean? Like and you yeah. you like you like you're a sensual person, you're a sexual person, you're an open person. So you you're having lots of experiences. Yes. That's what you mean. Yeah, and yes. you're open to it. You're open but to also it. I'm joyful, yeah, I'm curious uh-huh. and I'm interested. And this I think is making the other pleased by the fact that somebody really want to share and want to discover and not just thinking about going straight into bed for a lot of women do even if i do too Uh but there's a path to go there and there's a different way so my advice is let yourself go (laughs) do not (laughs) do not think if when how long where that might be a kiss, a sex, a touch, or whatever. Go on a date, uh-huh. turn off your brain, uh-huh. your reasoning part of brain. This is not a GMAT for an MBA program. <laughs> this know. is emotion. All right? So uh-huh. this is what you have to use when you date. Emotion. Uh-huh. Don't be reasoning. 
Like that's the other person. You should be joyful and happy to discover the other person. Whatever it works or not, only you can control yourself. So think less and <laughs> be in the moment more. That's, that's the thing that I recommend to live the experience 100%, whatever it goes into sex, a relationship, a friendship, whatever, but don't use your brain and use your heart a little bit more. Mm, thank you, Roberto. I think that is very good advice. I'm going to try and keep that in mind. Prego. And if it's something in the listeners that is going to come out, hey guys, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous well Roberto thank you so much I really appreciate it thank you it was very nice to be here in the show and then I uh, look forward for the next one perfect okay bye 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 ciao thanks so much to my guest this episode Roberto this has been Late Bloom in Love with me your host Amanda Klang Thanks so much for joining me here. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloom in Love. Catch you next time.